0: I'm not sure who this message is for, but literally I cannot sleep because of it. So I have to bring this out and I hope it reaches whoever it needs to reach. And I hope you take action accordingly. So as the job market is evolving, right? We see people no longer reporting in for nine to fives. People are actually working from home. You see an increase in work-life balance because more and more people are actually present in their home. Their energy is now focused in the home. Of course, you have some industries who can't make that transition yet. um, And for other industries, which it just doesn't make sense, right? We are going to talk about... All industries altogether. This is going to be very general because there's a lot to cover and I really want to do a 30-minute episode today. So here's the thing about toxic work environments. A toxic work environment is where there is some form of abuse, retaliation, malice, slander, Um, and, and, uh, you know, there are, like, blocks to growth, pretty much. There's a word for it, but I can't think of it right now. Something like succession or something. Anyway. Everyone plays a role in a toxic work environment, right? And I like to think of, like, the movie Mean Girls when I think of work these days. Because really... When you think about it, we are still, even though people are healing, people are becoming aware of their consciousness um, levels and different kinds of consciousness and what they're they're capable of doing with their consciousness. However, it doesn't mean that everybody is on that high vibrational wavelength. You still have a lot of three, four, five-year-olds walking around in 20, 30, 40, 50, you know, 50 years old bodies just walking around. So there's these big ass adult children who are still, you know, operating in their trauma, um, who are still pained by things, you know, of, of either the same sex, maybe their mother hurt them, maybe their father hurt them. And they still have these kind of like, these inhibitors that almost stop them from creating positive connections at work, at school, wherever they go, because they init, like, they automatically just start with the bullshit. So I'll, let's talk about some of the roles first, right? So in Mean Girls, there's cliques, right? You got the cliques, the clique of nerds. You got the clique of hot gals, I like to call them. You got the clique of um, emos, right? You have the clique of like the real niggas, you got the click of you know the high siddity right usually your boss your administration the higher ups they're usually in the high siddity no matter what they look like physically how they carry themselves emotionally or anything and people just naturally bump them up to that level because of the title they don't bump them up because they've actually earned their title um, you know, at least to them, like, like have they managed circumstances where you needed them with respect and with dignity, with pride, with respect to your privacy, right? Um, we don't judge our bosses like that. We kind of just give them the respect because they're our boss and we need our job. However, what that does is that creates a, a kind of leverage that we don't notice that we're, we're setting stage as soon as we start. As soon as you do that Zoom meet, as soon as you go in and, and you fix your tux, you fix your, your tie, um, you know, right before you go in and you meet the recruiter, we, we set a leverage for our souls almost, right? And it, and it really starts with the contract. Uh, when you're signing on to a job, that's a contract. And that contract is saying, hey, I'm supposed to have X, Y, and Z amount of time for, for of your hours you know, from your life that you're supposed to dedicate to this dream, this goal, even though it's not your dream and your goal. um, You know, if you want to work for us, you're going to sell your soul, air quotes on that. You're going to sell your soul to us and we are going to pay you a certain amount of money, right? Sometimes the amount of money is big, sometimes it's average, sometimes it's huge. Either way, you've now signed your ink, on this contract now, right? So you've bonded yourself to this company. Immediately, because you want to be liked by your boss, which we all feel that, even me who have problems with authority sometimes, like we all want to be liked, whether it's the boss, whoever, but especially our boss, because you feel like your boss can protect you if shit ever goes down. You know what I'm saying? Or at least that's what you want to happen. What this does is this... Kind of puts on a rose colored glasses in regard to your boss. And when they are taking advantage of you, like when they're giving you more assignments than your contract says, or when they are like literally verbally abusing you, sometimes even physical abuse, if they're throwing things at you or throwing things in the air, any kind of like menacing, trying to make you scared of them or whatever. When they're calling you into their office to talk to you every couple of seconds about like drama and things that have nothing to do with the job and nothing to do with your productivity in the company that's kind of how it all starts but yet you have these rose-colored glasses on because again you don't want to rock this boat you want your boss to be the leader that we expect leaders to be people of dignity, people of grace and a class and essence and vigor, and they're going to handle things in the right, proper way. However, again, you must remember that your boss is sometimes no more than that six-year-old at the sandbox who likes to push people down just so that they could keep riding, riding the, the, the wheel, right? Or they're that type of person who just hogs, the big swing, and meanwhile, everybody else got to try to like fit in a little baby swings, right? You have to remember that sometimes this is the dynamic when you're going into these work environments, okay? So again, that that need to be liked, that, that need to be protected is what helps you create almost like a little a little tiny bit of stockholm syndrome with your boss and once they can sense that because obviously everything is energy people can sense if they could fuck with you or not by the way that you respond by the way that you jump you know when they say jump by the way that you put your own needs and boundaries to the side to meet the company's needs or whatever like, all that stuff is energy, and it just really kind of shows that you're a, a, either a kiss-ass or a pushover, and once they get that type of vibe from you, they don't respect you, and it, it kind of trickles down. Like, you can even be the nicest person. Like, I have, some of my jobs, I'm literally the nicest person, but... The bosses always know, okay, don't really fuck with that one because that one is going to set it off in here. And it's like, yeah, because at the end of the day, I signed my contract to do my part for these amount of hours for this amount of pay. That's it. That's it. I'm not doing no extra shit if I don't want to because you don't even appreciate it. And the thing is, is that once that boss feels like, okay, this one might be a little challenge, maybe because you stood up for yourself in an email, you know, in a response to something that they said, or you asked the question that was opposing their view, um, you know, in a, in a team meeting. But this is this is what we're supposed to do. No one man should have all that power to feel like, you know, they, they can't be spoken to or they can't learn or they can't hear or that their opinion is so superior that everybody else is inferior and, and, and shouldn't even talk when they're talking. Like, no, go fuck yourself. So what it does when that boss feels like they can start to take advantage of you like, it doesn't matter if your boss is black, white, Spanish, Chinese, this, that. It doesn't matter, bro. Like, if your boss has issues, which, again, most people do. So, this probably applies to everybody in the fucking America. Um, and those little 1% bosses who are mad cool, me included. We're we going to make this. We got we to do something. We got to change the workforce. Because, yes, people are working from home and they're happier. But now, it's like miserable people are like zooming in on these people's homes and like just fucking up the vibe and the feng shui. So we need to fix, we need to fix the workforce. Anyways. So what that does now is that all the other little, uh, minions in the highest city group, again, this could be like the assistant, anybody who works hand in hand with the principal, uh, with the principal, with the, with the, the CEO, with the, manager with a director anybody who is like at the head that you know that high up point they now begin to form opinions of you based on the boss's opinion of you so they don't give a fuck to really get to know you for who you are because they already feel like well I'm in the mean girls club this includes guys too I'm in the Mean Girls Club, so I don't have to make new friends. I don't have to be nice to you. I don't have to speak to you. I only need to speak to you when I need to speak to you. Deadass. That's, that's ass their mentality. Just because they know that they're so underneath the boss's balls. That they just, they're just like airheads and they treat you bad. And this is what creates a f- toxic work environment. Because now it's not just the boss. It's not just the boss that's treating you like shit. It's their 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 minions, it's their minions, minions, and the minions, minions, minions. It's it's like everybody and, and it trickles down. And now granted, you have some people that solely have the mentality of, you know, I'ma just go to work, I'ma just get this paper, and I'ma just go home. Th- You could try and run like like you're a robot if you want. You could try to ignore the problems if you want, but eventually you're going to lose your shit. And I I promise you, you will lose your shit if you continue to just suck up poor treatment, suck up being overworked, suck up not having the appropriate time off. Like literally, the more you suck up at work, the more you build this secretive ticking time bomb that not even you know about but when it's time to unleash is gonna unleash and now you're gonna be known as being unprofessional they're not gonna want to work with you they're not gonna want to reference you or nothing because of the way that you handled yourself because sorry to say you were a coward all this time that they was fucking with you right you never spoke up for yourself you never said whoa 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 whoa. y'all got me fucked up in here you never did that you just kept being like, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. So now when everybody else is is, is at, the, at the party, when everybody else is lit, they're going to look at you and say, here's a stack of papers, here's this, here's that. And it's like, because you've created this character that is just like a pushover, you are going to continue to be overburdened. And that does not even include sexual harassment, right? Either being sexually harassed by your boss or by um you know your colleagues and things like that like that also makes work a toxic work environment could be just just strictly off of misogyny sometimes it's like damn like yes maybe i am wearing a fitted dress or a fitted skirt but i got it on leggings but i got on stockings like over sexualizing me and then like like letting me know that you're sexualizing me is fucking crazy stop fucking people at work because that's the problem when we've created a culture that it's okay to, to sleep with people at work, it's like they think that we, we, we're we just going to do, like especially men, they think that, like, oh, yeah, we're just going to do that with the next new person, the next new, like, that's disgusting. And I, I've had it happen at my old job, and I was just, like, really disgusted by it. Um, yeah, it's so, like, sexual harassment, even, for example, I learned that sexual harassment could be when people are talking about sex and sex acts and you don't want to hear it. That can not be a form of sexual harassment. But again, if you don't speak up, then you just subject yourself to these things. Or if when other people witness this shit and they don't speak up, then they're also playing an accomplice to this spiritual crime that's being done. Which is really you just feeling more and more like shit, feeling more and more like an item, more and more like cattle instead of a human. Um, Mental abuse. I literally have had multiple bosses who think that they could fucking gaslight me. Like, literally, I've had bosses who... Have went above and beyond to try and like fool me, to try and steal my ideas, present it like it's theirs, and then lie to me and say, "Oh no, 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 that's not how I got that promotion, not from your idea, no, no, no." Uh, you know, this and this happened. Like I've literally had bosses lie to me dead ass to my face. Hey, did you did you happen to get my email? Cause I, you know, this whole thing blew up, but I, I try to tell you in the email. Oh, I didn't get your email. Not really, because on Microsoft Office, it says red. So that you've seen it. Next time, can you like it just so I can make sure that you get it? Like, what the fuck? Why do I have to do all of that? Why are you so scandalous? (laughs) Um, And and even to say, like, a lot of bosses, too, sometimes are looking for people on their level. But because so much people kiss their ass... It's like they don't know how to, to like really fuck with somebody on their level. They don't know how to give respect because all they've done was be respected. They don't know how to give respect sometimes. Or sometimes they forget. They let the title go to their head. They let all the love and attention and admiration go to their head. Now they start acting like a fucking asshole. And unfortunately, that's how a lot of good people leave bad companies. Sometimes it's not exactly that the company is horrible. It's who's running this company. What kind of person is this? Remember back in the days when you used to have to take a personality test for, for, for jobs? Like I feel like now, especially in leadership with the way that things are going, I feel like now if you want your company to survive, you truly, truly, truly need to do like personality tests and stuff just to make sure that you're not just hiring somebody who looks good on paper. Because a lot of people who look good on paper is fucked up in the head and the reason why they look so good on paper is because that's just their way out of the fucked upness straight up honestly i would i would say to always give a chance to the underdog like and luckily for me i've always had jobs and careers where someone just really gave me a chance and i really went above and beyond i didn't have all those degrees i didn't have a bunch of like hot shit, you know, under my name at that time, but I had the opportunity because of my personality and they fucked with me and I fucked with them. Now granted, I'm the type of person that once is even a tinge of toxicity, I'm going to start planning my way out. Why? Because my life is more important to me. I cannot sell my life to anybody for seventy, eighty thousand $80,000 and I'm going to be fucking miserable for half the time. No, no. I'm sorry. No. I'm I'm not. I'm not working past my time. I'm not working before my time. I'm not going to be working overtime unless I'm getting paid. Like no. No. Because again, it's so unappreciated and even though like I said these bosses most of the time they actually want they actually want to be your friend. Like if you're a strong If you're a strong character in the workforce but you're not a leader yet or, you know, you're waiting on a leadership position or whatever, most of those bosses and higher ups actually respect your shit when you are straightforward, when you tell them what's the problem, when you actively try to solve things, when you actively try to make yourself comfortable because at the end of the day, you need to do what you need to do for yourself. Who cares about anybody else's feelings? again the the mental abuse that occurs in some of these work environments are crazy people really abusing power i've had i've had at at the last school that i worked at i had a very important private matter that i needed to discuss with my administration and which i did and these motherfuckers told my whole business to the whole school good thing it wasn't like anything top secret because I keep those things to myself, but wow, like, what the fuck is people's problem? Like, why would you do that as a leader? Why would you tell my, my colleagues on my level, other teachers, my personal private business? Like, you're a fucking weirdo, and that's so unprofessional. But like I said, you have six and seven-year-olds in these 30, 40, 50, 60-year-old meat suits, fucking acting like little baby tyrants, Toxic work environments are so un... Like, you can tell why there's unproductivity in a toxic work environment because people can't focus on the work at hand when they're feeling like somebody doesn't like them for no reason or when they're feeling like they're being targeted or watched or belittled. Like, that's, that is just a nasty feeling. It's a nasty feeling. And it really makes me think... Because at the end of the day, to me, it's always the top boss and everything else trickles down. The only excuse I would give a company or an institution is if the the boss is brand new. I feel like when they try to get brand new bosses, it's a chance to rebuild relationships with the other teammates and to really make a change that is going to be for the better. But unfortunately, people still act the same. They just start kissing up new ass and nothing truly gets done to change the toxicity in the work environment because now this person is now have have not been crowned new tyrant and everybody else is just going to follow suit so i would say that if you are too afraid to speak up in your work environment whether that be you are feeling you know maybe now after dealing with all that drama gossip again slander Um, being overworked, overburdened, being over-assigned tasks over and over again, just being unappreciated, I would say that if you don't feel comfortable enough to speak up, you should start to plot your way out. You really got to take a leap of faith because at the end of the day, it's not worth it. It's not worth your life. It's not worth your life. And too many people are afraid. They're afraid to make moves. But... That, that's not going to get you anywhere. And if anything, you are almost going to regret later on how much time you wasted at a place you didn't want to be. Now, granted, if things are toxic and then you start talking about it, you know, getting it in, policies start changing, or people start remembering the policies, then maybe you do have some resolution there. Maybe you can actually, you know, resurrect the situation, bring it back from the dead, and fix it and now it's a more enjoyable environment but if not the best thing to do is just to get out of there and it's unfortunate because a lot of these big huge ceos and stakeholders and all these people who are really investing in these companies they're wondering like well why is the workforce so fucked up like what happened or why is like why is this and why is that but at the end of the day to me especially if you are a stakeholder um, or an investor in any company, and you're listening to this, I would highly say that you need to know what's going on even at the lowest levels. Seriously, you need to know what's going on even at the lowest levels. And this goes for every industry. Every industry. No one is off, no one is off limit, no one is free from that. Like you need to know what's going on at the highest level at the middle levels and at the very lowest of lows. A lot of employees are suffering. A lot of employees, especially after 2020, a lot of employees are burdened with bills that are piled the fuck up to the roof, medical bills. Um, they're still living check to check. Uh, then they, God forbid they're in an abusive relationship at home with some type of domestic problems or anything, right? Like people have shit going on in their lives that when they come to work, it, it should be so professional when people come to work that people actually think that work, going to work is better than being home. That's how professional work should be. That's how comfortable work should be. That's how ethical work should be. Not, oh, oh my god, I can't wait to go get get the fuck out of here. I can't wait till five o'clock. And people run. And that's all you see on social media is people wait until five o'clock to, to slam their computer closed or or run out the door. And that that's a shame. That's a shame. And to me, that's a spiritual sign of people being unhappy. Like I said, you can't have anything you can't have anything flourishing. You can't have Uh, diversity and equity and inclusion going on when there's assholes around there's no one who can truly do that position who's an asshole there's no way there's no way people don't even like themselves better yet damn near other races or other people of themselves you need they they need to bring back those personality tests because who the fuck is these people in charge why are some jobs solely one color and not another why are some opportunities for the very highest of the high only given to one sole race and how come when there is a time for positions to open up you see a lot of nepotism a lot of people's family and friends being hired and all this shit? and these are all policies that on the website they claim That they they don't they don't tolerate, but yet you see it. Jan got hired in January. By March, she done brought on her three cousins, and now they're all making a hundred K a year and they all live in the same fucking house. Like things like that is what really creates just feeling overwhelmed, just feeling burned out at work because it's like it's it's unfair. I literally um I worked at a, a certain company and I worked my way like really, really, really hard. I was a teacher. However, I was moving like the director damn near. And there was an opportunity for an assistant director that had opened up and I worked really, I mean like my track record spoke, the the staff and colleagues loved me. They loved how I ran my classroom. They loved my ideas. They loved that I was always on point with the time, schedule, this, that, like, I had the shit on lock. So when I went and did the interview for the position, I'm like, well, I'm, you know, it must be, it is what it is. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, I interviewed very good. I proposed a lot of wonderful ideas to change the program and the company as a whole. And like I said, I aced my interview. So the next day, when I find out from word of mouth that they hired somebody that they knew from another co- from the other company, I'm like, wait. What? Like, shit like that be happening. You know what ended up happening? I'm not going to stay in that teacher's position that I outgrew three years ago. No, I'm out of here. Fuck you. Fuck this job. And I wish you guys the best. Because at the end of the day, what you should have done was you should have been fair. Fairness, justice, and equality is something that we don't seem to have in the workforce. And we just think like, oh, no, it's just my cousin, just this one time. Oh, no, that's just my old friend, just this one time. No, it becomes a culture. What kind of culture are you perpetrating at this job, at this work environment? The culture is what people will uphold. People, even if someone is a very nice, loving, and caring person at home, if the company culture is cutthroat, that person will adapt and be cutthroat or be withdrawn to survive in that toxic work environment. That's like, I don't know. Like that's, it's just something that I've noticed throughout the years. And then, like I said, people are going through their own personal problems. A lot of these companies don't even help with shit like that. Like they'll give you health insurance, but most, most health insurances don't even cover counseling. If you have a job that you know is strenuous, like for me, I have a lot of education background, your teachers, your staff should be offered counseling at least two, three times a fucking week as a, as for free. <laughs> like, what? People need help. People need help. People need financial help. You should have someone, you should just have something there, an option, Hey if if you need money management you know call this number or hey on Thursdays we have money management class hey we we do balance and checkbooks we do how to raise your credit score Help people be productive in their own lives and they'll turn around and be more productive in your company. Instead of letting people run these companies like tyrants and bullies and it brings your company and the reputation down because the culture sucks. And the customers, the students, the clients, whoever they know because they can feel is some fake shit going on in here. And that's how you start to lose you know, your investors, your stakeholders, people who actually thought that this was going to go somewhere. And they are just so confused why the numbers drop because it's a toxic fucking culture. That's why. And all the higher ups are nowhere to be found. They have no fucking idea that, that this one is going through some, just had a fucking fire at their home. God forbid and and now they need you know place to live. They need clothes. They need this and that. They, does their company have a fund to help? No, but you got a fucking boss that's gonna be on that person's ass, talking about oh you missed this many days and oh when are you coming back to work? Like use your fucking common sense. This person just lost everything. Use your common sense, my nigga. Like. <sighs> I'm sorry, I've, I've had a million jobs. Literally, I've had a million jobs because I just refuse to sell my soul for money. And the stuff that I've seen in each work environment is just so disgusting. Like, the lack of understanding, the lack of support. And then it would be the same bosses would be like, I'm always here for you no matter what, okay? If you need anything, reach out. Motherfucker, I need a ban right now. I need to move right now. I need a ban. Do you have access to any company funds? Can the company grant me $1,000 since I've been here for five years? I worked my blood, sweat, and tears, and I really need help to get this house or to get this apartment or a down. Like, let's be real. That's the type of shit that people really need. Help. Real help. Not the illusion of help. Actual help. So, again, a lot of people do what they can to survive at these workplaces because they need to survive in life, period. They need to pay their rent. They need to feed their children. They need to pay their bills. They got to take care of other people, right? It's understandable. However, when you notice that you keep putting your time, putting your effort, putting your dedication, putting your consistency, doing all this stuff, going above and beyond, and you're not moving anywhere, you're not elevating, you're not getting promotions, you know, they're not doing your, your six month. they're not doing your one-year evaluations, or if they do do it, they're not really honoring it. Like, that just says a lot about the company. A company that doesn't keep their word doesn't deserve loyal employees. How the fuck I did a six-month and a one-year review and both were successful? I did great in the six months, great in a year. And the motherfucker never gave me my promotions or never gave me back pay or never... No, it doesn't work like that. And then you wonder why your employee now is late. They don't give a fuck. They late all the time. Oh, well. So I got to fucking come two hours travel to this fuck-ass fuck job just for me to be miserable here. And on top of that, there's no growth. And then on top of that, there's no support. And then on top of that, there's drama, there's gossip, there's racism, there's sexism. There's a lot of prejudiced people here. And motherfucker, want me to get here on time? No, I'm not running to hell. Sorry, I'm sorry, corporations, to call this out. But a lot of y'all jobs is hell. So I'm not sure who this will reach. Hope maybe it'll reach a big CEO who just decides to change its changes policies and really try to make, you know, its employees happier and tries to actually benefit the lives of their of their staff, you know, the people who come here every day, you know, to survive. It's a symbiotic relationship, but damn, like take care of me. The fuck, I'm here all day. Oh, well, but you got benefits and vision and dental. Okay. And what about my mental health? Because it's my mental health that's going to actually allow me to be productive and do my job in an efficient manner. We need to bring mindfulness into the office. We need to have flexible, adaptable seating. You think that there's only children with ADHD? There's only children with autism? No. These people grow up to be adults and we need to continuously be evolving to go ahead and rise with the collective as they're rising and they're growing. Not to continue to force people to be like cattle and expect the cattle to do miracles because you fed them some fucking grass, some hay. What? Like, realistically, it doesn't work like that. And I feel like a lot of companies as well they dis- they disproportion salary. So for example, you got you have this one director that's making $300,000 a year. They they co-director, the 100,000, the other one is 100,000. All the fucking employees, all the staff, everybody else is making under 50k. What? But yet, it is those same those staffs, right, at that level, as said staffs, those employees at that level, who are the back soul runners, the life, the air that this company breathes, and that's how you pay them. Rent is like two grand a month. Food is like five hundred dollars a month. Lights, gas phone bill, all that stuff all together is like $300 a month. Like, let's be realistic, please. That's why people are burned out. That's why people call out. That's why people don't want to come. They don't care to come. They don't care to work. They don't care to come in the office. I'm already stressed out at my house. I'm already stressed out here. <laughs> why would I come into another place to be even more stressed out like spiritually that's taxing as fuck You need to have honestly when I open my company I'm, I'm gonna even have a nap room straight up I'm having a nap room I'm having a nap room you you, you was out late you try to get here on time you tired. it all right here go take a go take a 30 minute nap. Go take a 30-minute nap, go lay down, go relax. Bathrooms. The bathroom, my bathrooms will have pads, my bathrooms will have wipes and 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 things to refresh my employees, deodorant and stuff like that. Like, what the hell? Certain, certain jobs don't even have toilet paper and, and hand soap. But you're wondering why people don't want to come. Why people are so unhappy? Why you don't have hand soap? And toilet paper. That's not a luxury. Yet again, we have these bosses and CEOs who act like, you know, their employees, their their workforce should just worship them and kiss the floor they walk on No, fuck them. Because they're the same ones who are benefiting, doing absolutely nothing while you're slaving, while you're you're burned out, trying to do the very best you can on these assignments because you don't want to lose your job. No, it cannot be like that. It has to be an equal playing field. And if you think about it, a lot of this even connects again to our childhood traumas. Your boss usually plays that, that more domineering figure from your childhood, so whether that be your mother or your father. For me, it was I grew up with my grandmother, so my grandmother was very dominating and you know she just had like a lot of my grandma's a wonderful person first of all but when she was younger she had like a lot of toxic little ways and i noticed that as an adult i would always get these girl bosses who were extremely toxic in the same ways that my grandma was so like gossiping lots and lots of gossip um you know attitude problems through the fucking roof um You know, just kind of, like, manipulating, using people, abusing people, gaslighting people. Like, it's just so ironic how that same scenario, that same setup from, from childhood replays itself really for you, though. It's for you to say, oh, no, this is familiar. I recognize this. I recognize this feeling, and I refuse to let a motherfucker bring me back. I refuse to just sit here while my pride and my joy just diminishes because... I'm just here sucking up this poor treatment for some coins. Or I'm I'm unhappy with my pay, but but I'm so afraid to lose the loyalty of motherfuckers who don't care about me. Um, you know, so I'm just going to sit here and make no pay. Like Mhm. Uh-huh. So, uh, I know this was a mouthful and there was so much other topics for us to cover, especially like racism. Racism is so annoying. Like, oh my goodness, bro. Bring that personality test back. Like so many people are racist, bro. Like, and honestly, black people cannot be racist. So I hate when people try to be like, oh yeah, black people are racist. Black people have no usual power nor authority to be racist. It doesn't work like that. Racism is a social construct literally built off of white supremacy so how the fuck could a black person be racist even if your boss is black nine times out of ten they're not racist bro they either just prejudice or they just an asshole they're not racist they can't be it doesn't make sense um again a lot of like sexism sexism is another thing like oh oh my goodness you know classism, even though you would think we all working for the same companies, like people would judge you by what you're wearing, what you got, you know? Genderism. Like, it's just a lot. Oh, my goodness, it's a lot. Giving me such a headache. But anyways, listen, you either, you either do one of, the, one of two things. You either solve the problem, address how you feel, ask for the money you need, you know, make the changes that you need and, and tell them that they need to meet you halfway. Or you just prepare yourself for takeoff, prepare yourself for departure. Straight up, give you a resignation. You don't need to give in no two weeks. You don't need to do that no more. Straight up, you don't. Until next time.